Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Plastic Cards Podcast, the show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie, and I'm joined by my co-host, indie game dev extraordinaire Gavin Jones. And co-hunk. And co-hunk, <laughs> and co-thought, all the above. Gavin, Thought. how are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Good. Appar- apparently, I'm a thought now. Oh, yeah. In That's the streets, your thought. I so, asked him. So thirsty. Going to fix that <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, well. All is well, Gavin. All is well. All is well. Did you get to play any video games this week? I've been playing more of uh, Outer Wilds. Whoa, nice. What do you think? I've still yet to figure out how to get off the fucking planet. I'm such an idiot. I can't figure out how to just do the cool stuff that people keep talking about. So how do you how do you actually can't play the game? <laughs> Go talk to people, and they'll tell you how to. Get I haven't it. done any research or anything. I just keep like messing with stuff in the little that that first world that you're on. Right. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of the other game? I, I really like it. It it sucks that you literally can't talk about it without spoiling Interesting. Like neat shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I can't I can't tell you anything, but I I wasn't aware of um <coughs> really uh some of the neat things they do with physics in the game and okay. some of the weird stuff. Like the people that worked on this game are seriously talented. Yeah, um, I wanna pull up the actual devs here. Yeah. Um, I did experience a little bit of the of just realizing how crazy the physics are where I was uh, that first world you can you can pilot a, a tiny little like uh, um, not a rover but like a little rocket propeller. Oh thing. yeah, the thing sucks. Well yeah, you can mess with it, right? And I was doing that and if you shoot it off of the geyser that's in front of you, you can shoot it to one of the moons that passes by and it will then rotate around that moon. What? Yeah. <laughs> it becomes super tiny, but they've already calculated the physics where it will latch onto that moon if you time it right, like I just did it by accident one of the random moons is passing by and then it just circles that moon. I'm like, okay, that's dope that it can, it's still figuring out what's going on that far away from your actual world. Oh, that's crazy. That was just an accidental thing that I found, but there was a need. I don't think it's too spoilery thing. Um, there's this planet where, um, it's sort of like, uh, so you got the main planet, like two halves and there's like a thin strip in the middle between the two halves. Okay. And I was I was kind of on that thin strip, and there was something kind of behind me, sort of chasing me. Um, that's as vague as I can keep it. Gotcha. And that's pretty vague. Um, but I was running away from it. I was running out of uh, rocket fuel for my jetpack. Uh. And uh, so I'm I'm just running, basically around the planet, and then I jump, and then like I kept going up, and I kept going up. I'm like, holy shit! Like <laughs> I'm like I used the gravity to my advantage, uh. and I loop myself out of the planet. And I felt like a fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> Is it almost like a satellite where you're just propelled yeah. by falling down? That's exactly what I did. So like the little bit of propulsion from my jetpack pushing me forward wow. just kept like, yeah, it felt super cool. That's really cool. So yeah. Mobius Digital is the developer. Mobius apparently. Digital. I'm pretty sure this is like their first game, I want to say. Yeah. I haven't uh, uh, I haven't heard anything from them before, but yeah. Yeah. And it's... Um, I'm I'm finally getting used to the controls in the ship, and I've done some legitimately badass things with the ship because the ship controls kind of like ass. Okay. Um, but eventually you get used to that ass, and like <laughs> you call that ass your home. Yeah. Yep. Um, interesting. So like, yeah, I've done some weird like flying between some seriously tight positions at like full speed. That's and cool. It just feels cool. So yeah, I'm starting to starting to get it. Um, the story is very much. Like the few puzzle pieces I've sort of connected, I'm seriously, I just like, I want to explore more. Okay. And really get to know what the hell happened. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I feel like they're with the little that I know of it that I'm reading online from like tweets and stuff. People seem to be pretty blown away by the the story in it mm-hmm. and the experience just in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem like it's relying on I don't know these like actiony kind of things. Even though you can venture through the world with the physics and stuff, but it's really yeah. focused on the story they're telling and how you explore the stuff that you explore. Yeah, I can tell a little bit of just that little hub world, which is the only place I've explored <laughs> that uh, they seem to let you. There's little like just like little set points or uh, um, set pieces rather that you'll find along the mm-hmm. way that will explain stuff. And yep. But yeah. And it's like that on the other planets, too. There's there's seriously so much to explore mm. that I don't I don't know how I'm going to beat this game. I would love to know, like, how long it actually takes to beat this game. But at the same time, I really don't want to know that answer. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you think it's replayable? Or you can just, the way you play it, you can still exist in the same world. You don't have to like reset anything to keep playing. Because um, I know in that same hub world, know. I've died a couple of times and you can reset to that beginning point. But I don't know if you have to fully reset if you were to die later on or it's like. Oh, it gets, um, the, the resetting gets much better. Okay. Um, and like the load times, you're not going to go, you're not going to be kicked back to the main menu every time you die. Gotcha. Um, but mm. it's, yeah. I've cool. still yet to see the sun explode. Oh, really? That's a thing? Yeah, That's it's supposed awesome. to be 20 minutes in, the sun's supposed to explode. Oh. And it's yet to happen to me. So I've yet to survive for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're longer than, than I've stayed alive <laughs> in that game. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. That's fun. So Outer Wilds, I'm playing that. Have you got uh, to the chance to check out uh, Cadence of Hyrule? No, I, I, like I watched some alley. streams of it, though, and I was very surprised at how different it is from Crypt of the Necrodancer. Gotcha. I wasn't aware how much Zelda is in this game with, like, the overworld, because that's not even... There's nothing remotely like that in Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, okay. It's it's very much like a more hardcore roguelike... Um, yeah, it's it's com- it's very different. Mm. It's just got sort of that some of the unique mechanics. The fact that you can have so many items... Gotcha. Like you can't have anything like that in Crypto the Necrodancer. So I, I'm oh, okay. kinda tempted to check it out just because it is so different. I did get it on Switch, but I don't know much about the original uh Crypto the Necro Dancer to know what to like cross reference it with. But uh I played like the first uh, maybe half an hour. Yeah. Um I wanna, you know, explore more about it uh or into it, but um uh it's it's cool. It's just like getting used to the timing. I, for some reason I seem to get my timing off. I know you can turn that off that ability where you can just play the game. Right. But um I do dig it. It seems like they're merging stuff from Breath of the Wild as far as like the enemies. I feel like mm-hmm. those are also in there. So they're yeah. just like taking from all of Zelda and putting it into the game. Yeah. Um yeah, it's neat. I I would say definitely don't and it may partially be the controller. Mm. Is part of the reason why it's tricky cuz I yeah, really didn't like it. playing that game on the the original on controller. Because it's like the t- the amount of time it takes to press the button, uh, okay. it like would fuck with my timing. Whereas a keyboard, I can get that exactly gotcha. precise. Um, but yeah, I don't think I really feel like the it's, it almost seems like the main thing they kept from the original is sort of just like a little bit of the controls mm. and um, the just the combat. Gotcha. It really seems like it's a whole brand new game, basically. And the and maybe I don't know. I assume the dungeons are at least procedurally generated, but maybe I'm. Wrong. I don't know. Um, I did explore around. I don't. You know, I didn't get the. It was hard to tell. But um, I yeah. know the the kind of um, music uh, side to the or timing side to like the different battles. It only uh, initiates in certain parts of the of the game. Like you right. can kind of explore the the that world the the map, and then once you actually get into a battle, it kind of shows you. Okay, now it's time based, oh. and and yeah, you have to explore that way, but. 
I would, it was cool. I would definitely say don't turn off uh, just yeah. the music because once you do get used to it, uh, combat literally feels like you're like a dance. Gotcha. And that's so cool. And I didn't get there yet. And I know you've talked about that in the past and I wanted to. So yeah, I didn't turn that off. I just want, I knew that there was a hurdle I had to get over yeah. with my dumb mind. I couldn't get off outer wild. So <laughs> yeah, I know that I'm just an idiot. I wonder if you can like, uh, sort of like, uh, rock band where you can adjust the timing with you your can? button presses. Yeah. Okay. And I might need to adjust that further, but you can do that in the settings. Yeah. Because everyone's a little bit different with the, the way they time that. Right. Yep. Um, I did play a little bit of that. I also downloaded, I was telling you, um, My Name is Pedro or uh, what's, oh, what's right, right, right. Secret yeah, Life my, of Pedro? Uh, what's my friend Pedro. My friend Pedro, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's cool. Very cool. I, I feel like that's going to be one of those games. I was watching like a, some streams of people playing it. I feel like that's one of those games where it it's not that fun to watch, but it's probably super fun to play. Yeah, I would agree with you on that, yeah. Yeah. It's the way you feel after you've pulled off a crazy maneuver where you're just, you know, bullet timing and and uh, you can watch gameplay. But, yeah, how you'll jump on a skateboard and like you're aiming in two different directions and just spinning is cool. Like how you dodge the bullets and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty fun. I watched uh, I watched footage of someone get an S plus S plus uh, ranking yeah. on a mission. And like he made so many mistakes. Like it was <laughs> redonkulous. Like plopping himself like right in between two guys like they almost he got almost murdered so many times <laughs> it's 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 interesting to see that you can get an s plus yeah and be that imprecise um so it, it's definitely got to be one of those ones that you got to play it's pretty cool and uh there's a little bit of you know there's a lot of wonkiness to it but like especially when you're the game is constantly trying to adjust your movements to how it's going to like how your body's going to land on something or jump off something, but right. it does a good job. It's just sometimes you look very funny doing it. Right. But, um, yeah, it's cool. I feel like, uh, this is a genre that hasn't, it's gone away for a while, like the whole bullet yeah. timey kind of thing. And, um, so it was a good time for this game to come out. Yeah. But, uh, we talked about, um, uh, now I'm thinking blanking on the name, but it was a John Woo game or based on a film is Stranglehold. Oh, Stranglehold. Uh, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. reminded me of that just in the, the mechanics, not in the style at all, but like it, it made me want to play that game or just think of how dope that game was when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. The banana will <laughs> almost like a Mortal Kombat style, just like peek out when you've done like a cool combo and stuff. Um, it's cool. Fun, fun thing about Stranglehold. Uh, I remember, uh, it was, it was pretty neat. That was uh, the year Stranglehold came out. It was my first year at PAX, and we got to oh, nice. do a panel with them. And it was there was a fun uh, fun group of guys up there. Uh, and there somebody I think somebody asked about the uh, the nutshot mechanic. Oh, because there was one. It's just like when did you guys know you like had like something really. Because there was a whole bunch of different facial animations for shooting somebody in the testicles. <laughs> and uh, it's like, when did you guys know you needed to do like a whole bunch more? And like almost our first gameplay test. Right. Like people, people were just immediately going for the nuts. Everyone immediately went for the nuts. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we got to put in a lot of facial animations. Could it you was, bend the bullets or it was just no. like you could. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think, I think it was, you could, I want to say it was like Red Dead where you could basically slow down time and then release like a fury at once. Yeah. Um, that does remind me. I do. I would one day like to play that Wanted game. I heard um, it was actually oh, pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the game based on the movie. Yep. Yeah, I always wish with it that the bending of the bullets took a little bit more skill. Mm. Um, it was. I mean, it was sort of neat because you like controlled how much outward the bend went. 
Okay. So you zeroed in on a objects. guy and sort of arced it, and you had to you could sort of arc it around stuff. But it'd be neat if there were a little bit more to it. Gotcha. Yeah, it would be nice oh. to revisit these older. Uh, God, this game looks terrible. <laughs> it has I remember not aged this well. looking fucking gorgeous. <laughs> this looks like at the time it did. So I don't know what the hell, dude. This looks like Shenmue too. I don't. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at this footage from YouTube. It's actually a 4K up-res or something, and uh, this must be the PC version. Um, it, I mean, the, the textures haven't changed or anything, so it's just the same. You sure as hell are not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like Max Payne, you know, this is a big kind of style of that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm just like, I'm just into this type of gameplay. I did buy um, Stranglehold on, on PS3. I found it on PS3. Oh, really? Uh, and I have a PS3, so I think at some point, if you want to play this game, we should totally play it. I'd be down for that. Yep. The animations for this look great. Like, yeah, like the sliding off table. It seems like it's all kind of natural how the character's moving around. Yeah. I do remember this being absolutely a blast to play. Mm -hmm. Like the demo. I played the demo like 20 times. Gotcha. I think I rented or, or uh, got to hold this game somehow. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was on Xbox 360 at the time. But yes. Ooh, that looks fun. Right. <laughs> So, yep, we got that. Um, I didn't play very much else over the week. Um, yes, that was about it. Failure. Yep, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as some news, we, uh, not a whole lot happened, but um, but uh, enough happened. I think we can kind of go through it. Um, but uh, I don't know if you've seen any footage or played this, but there was a Harry Potter mobile game that was released last week. Couldn't give a shit. It, yeah. <laughs> Same here, but I thought it'd be interesting you, to kind of... You combine <laughs> two things that I do not care about. Yeah, mobile and then Harry Potter. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I, th I think it's cool that it's made by the people that made Pokemon Go. And yeah. Pokemon Go is a game that started off pretty rough and I've heard is in fantastic shape It now. seems like, yeah, they've learned from and, and, and adjusted a lot, but um, Niantic is the, the dev. Yeah, yeah, so they made Pokemon Go. It was 2016 Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, so I pulled up an article from CNET.com. Uh, this is Clifford Colby. Just writes about the, uh, the kind of uh, reception it's got so far. Apparently uh, it racked up 400,000 downloads and $300,000 in revenue within its first day of launch. Uh, this is according to Sensor Tower's data. Um, although interesting, in, interestingly enough, uh, with Pokemon Go, it did gangbusters. So it sold, yeah. it was downloaded seventeen or seven point five million times within twenty four hours, and uh, earned nearly two million in just like um, additional things you could buy in game. Can but we talk uh, about for like two seconds mm -hmm. the fact that Pokemon is like indestructible as a franchise? Yeah, like that. And it went dormant for a while, or just kind of like under the radar, back to just um, fanboys. But now it's just. Everybody's on board. Yeah, like, how do you have something that the kids, like, consistently... Like, the kids, nothing slowed it down. No. For the kids. And, like, a lot of adults still play it, but yeah. you, you'd think there's some point where the kids would kind of move on to the new hot thing. Like, even the Fortnites, like, you'd think the Fortnite would slow it down a little bit or something, but there's apparently always room for Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we should put our stock in just Pokemon stuff, related stuff, because you can't go I mean, wrong. You could. <laughs> yeah. You got the Pokemon company. You do. Yeah, but you probably can't afford it at this point. But no, we should have jumped on a long time ago. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's kind of interesting how it's weathered the storm and just not, uh, maybe not that, but like it's just never become not popular or not fun, not interesting for kids. And then although you get it far enough now, like 20 years ago, since the, that original Pokemon lineup, and you have the nostalgia factor for yeah. for adults, so it's like they're in the sweet spot right now. Oh yeah, and they've added a million Pokemon that I don't care at all about. Right. But for me, it's always that original 150. Yeah, um, that's what gets my my motor running, Gavin. Well, and you got the new you got the new movie. 
Yep. To bring in the new another new generation of kids. And you got the new game, which I'll probably play. Yeah. With like, uh on Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that looks legit fun. A sword and shield, yeah. Sword and chill? Sword, <laughs> sword and chill. <laughs> sword and shield. So. I thought the, the sword was part of the chilling. I don't know. <laughs> See, that would be, uh, you know, if, if you're down, there, there's mm-hmm. a challenge I always want to do, kind of mainly with the original uh, games, but oh, like, I think or... it'd be a really fun challenge uh, to get like a whole bunch of people together and do like, you know, you go as far as you possibly can in the game yeah. in like an hour and then everyone battles. Oh, okay. And that like seeds you in the tournament, right? And then you go as far as you can in like in the next hour, and then everyone battles. And you oh, see where you go. interesting. So you ha- kind of have this like day long, like, yeah. How do things adapt? How do you kind of challenge yourself and still win at the end? I think that would be a really fun thing to do. And this would be, if this game is as open as it kind of looks. Yeah, the trailer kind of shows it off in that in that way. But yeah. Yeah, this would be the best one for it if it is truly open. Gotcha. And you can just go wherever. So, um, yeah, um, but uh, the Harry Potter game it exists. And, it <laughs> <out>. <laughs> and people are playing it. That um, was a tangent. I, I feel like you could definitely with their, and I'm sure they have now all these different like really uh, successful properties saying, "Hey, you know, make us a, a mobile, a go version yeah. of our thing." You know, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. This one seems to have dropped off in popularity compared to Pokemon, but um, right. and you think Harry Potter is a huge franchise, but. But yeah. It hasn't. I mean, it just started. Right. So That's we'll the see. thing. It's too early to be like, yeah, to be freaking out about it. But yeah. Yeah. So I'd be out. curious to know, like, Pokemon Go to me from an outsider. I've never played it. Have you played it at all? I, for like five minutes when it came out uh, yeah. a couple years ago, but that was it. It looked to me to be incredibly simplistic. Sure. So I'd be curious if this, from what little I've seen of it, and I've seen almost nothing, mm-hmm. it looks a bit more complicated. With the the wizard one, Wizards yeah. Unite. So I'd be curious to know, like, yeah. how adding complexities to uh, a a Go style game, if you will. Right. I think they kind of cater towards the the mainstream audience, so maybe they don't, mm. you know, explore that so much. But I, I would still bet that there there's deep mechanics in there, you know, for at least everyone to latch onto. But yeah. you're right. I, I don't know if there's much there. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, uh, in your in your articles this week, do you do you have uh, surprise mechanics listed? I do. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's. So get I want to talk that. about that. Shit There's a lot of EA point. in this in this breakdown too. Ooh. There's some not good stuff for EA. So we'll. Oh really? Yeah. Just lately yeah. with the mechanics thing and the and there's some other things, but uh, yeah, you're right. So EA yeah. defended their loot boxes uh, last week. They called them surprise mechanics. I believe that's what you should describe a jump scare as. <laughs> yeah, so this is from uh, this is from IGN, but uh, EA has defended the company's use of randomized purchases, saying that they are aren't actually loot boxes, but simply surprise mechanics. PC Games N reports that during an oral evidence session with the UK Parliament's Digital Culture, Media, and Sports Committee, um, EA's VP of Legal and Government Affairs, Kerry Hopkins, made the statement. Hopkins not only termed purchases with a random result as surprise mechanics, but also likened them to children's toys like Kinder Surprise Eggs or Hatchimals. Hopkins then went on to speak as to the ethics of such pers- purchases when questioned by Scottish National Party MP Brendan O'Hara. And uh, she quotes here, uh, We do think the way that we have implemented these kind of mechanics, and FIFA, of course, is our big one, our FIFA Ultimate Team and our packs is actually quite ethical and quite fun, quite enjoyable to people, Hopkins said. Um, and they go on to, to kind of, she goes on to explain seemingly against like a wall, like, Hey, it's actually fun. Everyone loves them. They're pretty dope. Um, but, uh, they got a lot of heat for this 
spin of the whole right. loot box thing, uh, which rightfully so. I mean, uh, not a single gamer is on their side. No, no. Um, no, nor there, nor for like parents of children. Right. Like this, there's scratch tickets. You're selling scratch tickets. Yeah, pretty much. Especially uh, with like CS:GO. That I feel like CS:GO is the worst. I haven't seen what what they do in CS:GO. So CS:GO, they give you these loot boxes. They just give them to you, right? Okay. You're playing. They're just shoving them at you, like, yeah. hey, it's a legendary loot box. Like, check out this <laughs> loot box. But you don't have a key. Oh. So you have to pay for the key. Yep. So it's like they're just handing you these things, and yeah. they're worth real-world money. If you get something good, you okay. can get stuff that's worth hundreds of dollars. Mm. But all you got to do is buy that quarter to scratch it with. Can you Once you get a key, can it open any of your boxes that you've stacked up? But then you have to take the – you have to decide which box you want to open. You don't know what's in there, right? I don't. Gotcha. I want to say Imagine like the elite box. boxes are probably like require like an elite key, but I I couldn't say. I see. But there there seems one of the shadiest ones. Yeah, um, it's funny. I mean, I think we're gonna see a big. That's gonna be the big kind of thing for the next couple of years is yeah. just how does that and this won't go away. I, I feel like this kind of thing won't go away. It'll just turn into something else. It'll be kind of a. It'll have to evolve because right. these companies don't want to let go of this money. Apparently, they make a lot of money doing this, which is right. why they hang on to something so unpopular. <laughs> So, yeah. That, um, that being said, I think legal, like, this is some of the most swift legal action. That's true. That everyone's dogpiling on. Like, China, like, China put their foot down. I want to say Australia put their foot down. Like, what do we got yeah. now? Ireland put their foot down. Like, and individual, it, it sounds like in the U.S., individual states mm. are putting their foot down. Like, we're in Washington. Washington's putting its foot down. Gotcha. Yeah, it's been in the news recently. Yeah, I think when it uh, ventures into which it is uh, gambling, basically, then these other entities have a say in what goes on and yeah. are clamping down on it. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned the different countries. So Dutch and Belgium regulators recently joined the Netherlands, declaring some loot boxes illegal, which even saw companies like Nintendo remove games from Belgium uh, mobile market. So also from IGN. It, it is sort of funny, though. I will. I will say. Um, I, I know that was almost a problem with Mortal Kombat. I heard some streamers complaining about because um, it has loot boxes in that game, mm. uh, but you can't buy them. You have to earn them. Oh, through the in-game currency. Right, but you earn them at such a sluggish pace that people are like, just, I'll just buy the fucking right. things or just let me buy the skin, honestly. And, the, and that's the better approach. Like, let me buy the skin, but honestly, a little bit quicker pace on those loot boxes. Yeah. Like, that was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, and it's a weird balance, and I don't know what the answer is, but you're right. You want to give people the ability to earn it just, like, faithfully and not have to yeah. – because that's a tactic, too, where you just, like, not bore them to death, but, like, tire them out, where they're just like, fine, I'll give you money. Just, right. like, I'm tired of trudging through this. But yeah. There's a there's a psychological thing. Um, I forget where where I read about this. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a point once you've invested so much time into something – um, in your mind, it's worth value. Uh. Um, but at some point, like if this stuff slows down, there's a point where your brain is just like, all right, my time is like, even though I feel like this thing I've invested so much time into yeah. is worth money. There's a point where my time is worth money again. So your brain is just like, just spend the fucking money. Right. Like you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. But it's not worth your time. <laughs> You'll just buy it. You're and totally I've, right. I've definitely done that. I did that with a lot of like League of Legends skins and like champions back when I played it. And sometimes it's just the new hot shit. Sometimes yeah. you want the cool, right, shiny right. thing, and you don't want to put in the day's work. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, on the subject of EA, there's some other just not super fun news from them. So uh, this was an interview with the EA CEO Andrew Wilson, 
So uh, Andrew Wilson has admitted that Anthem's ambition to let players experience its story-focused gaming and looter shooter mechanics in a shared world is, quote, not working very well. But he vows that the publisher will stand by both the game and the developer Bioware in hope of improving Anthem's multiplayer features. This is from GameDaily.biz. Um, yeah, because uh, they've just they put a lot of money time behind Anthem, and it's not taken off. It it's top a UK chart like last month or something. I like think that? it it sold decent, and I wouldn't doubt that it did. I mean, that's weird that it'd top it like this far out with as many problems as it's had. Sure. But there's a promise of some kind of big DLC coming down the line. I know they kind of pushed that further down. They didn't show anything at E3, did they? Uh, no, which is also a big tell, I feel like, for them that they didn't really focus on it. Apparently, they're not letting go of it. But do you foresee a year from now, do you think it's they have the turnaround that other games have had, these online-only games? Or do you think they just kind of abandon it and just work on something else? The problem is they got that damn Frostbite engine. Yeah, like yeah. If if you kill these turnaround times, like I've, there are definitely engines. Like it almost seems like if they used like the the engine that's being used for, um, and maybe I'm completely off base here, but it seems like if they use that engine that's being used for like Guerrilla Games, that one that they used for oh, sure. Horizon and stuff, like no. bu- using something that's designed to build, yeah, big open worlds. Right. <coughs> so I wonder where it gets difficult is that does work. It is an open world, but you also have other, like a team of people who are also on the same, you know, server world with you. So then it makes it more complicated to be juggling it all does. this stuff. Yeah. Um, which other games or developers, they, they succeed in that. You know, you have destiny, you have, um, um, divisions, like they, they're doing that and it's working. So, mm-hmm. but you think you're right. They're still, for some reason, uh, stuck using frostbite. Although EA still does, um, they work with um, the devs over at over at uh, Titanfall uh, Respawn with um, with Apex. Uh, that one is using a different engine, apparently. Oh, yeah. So that's a, the, but that's the only one apparently that they've worked with that gets to use a different engine. I'm not sure why. Interesting. But um, and also that new Star, uh, Star Wars game is not using Frostbite. He's, us- he's using um, God, whatever the engine it is. I know it was, that was a big deal. Possibly Unreal. Mm-hmm. But um, so for some reason they're allowed to venture Unity. out. <laughs> Maybe I, I doubt it. I know it was a, it was another well-known one, but it was something else. Uh, speaking of engines, uh, something I learned um, like maybe literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that new uh, Legend of Zelda—well, not new Legend of Zelda—the remake. The remake. You know what's running on? No, Unreal. Really? Yeah, like okay. probably not like the newest version. Like that's typically what they did with like getting Unreal's to work on like the Wii. Gotcha. They use like two or three versions old. Oh. Um, which this may be, it may not. Um, it, but, um, and apparently, like there was a Yoshi game that came out not that long ago. Like there's Wooly World, maybe. Yeah, it was Wooly World. Also apparently, also running on Unreal. Gotcha. And it, you can kind of see it with some of the reflections on the coin. Like that looks a bit. Now, is that weird for Nintendo to to no. u- be using these? Gotcha. They're not Sony. They're not Microsoft. I see. So they'll just kind of use whatever engine they need to. to yeah. Yeah. Do they have their own in-house engines that they trade around? I, I wonder. Never know, because yeah. they like they sort of have. Like, did you know that uh, Legend, the original Legend of Zelda and the original Mario were on the same engine? Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it explains just kind of visually how it works. But I mean, you have this top-down view versus this two D side-scrolling. Yeah, view. it's just so different. Or you look at like even the w- yeah like, even the way they load. Right. It's completely different. Or uh, apparently, it, I'm pretty sure on this one, uh, Ocarina of Time. And Super Mario 64, same engine. Completely uh, different games. You wouldn't think they're on the same engine. Yeah. But they were. So they definitely cool. have some time-saving techniques. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Breath of the Wild was its own engine. 
Gotcha. Um, that's Smash interesting. Brothers probably is for the amount of time and effort yeah, they put in. Yeah, it's that pretty game. unique looking, and I guess just how it functions. But I mean, yeah. that could just be a. Uh, kind of explain how versatile some of these engines are that you can just handle different, you know, yeah. different types of gameplay. But I mean, um, they've been doing this for a damn long time. Right. Yeah, it's not their first rodeo for sure. Uh, on the subject of Breath of the Wild, I pulled this article. Um, it was a an interview with some of the devs there, just talking about how they came on the idea of making a sequel versus just something else. But right. um, so apparently, uh, Breath of the Wild Two is in development. Well, it's in development because the Zelda team had too many ideas for DLC. So, yeah, this is from IGN. Jordan Serrani writes, The team behind The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild opted to create a sequel rather than an entirely new Zelda game due to the amount of DLC, DLC ideas they had uh, for the original in 2017. Speaking with Kotaku, series producer I.G. Onoma said DLC was a great way to add more elements to the same world as Breath of the Wild, but when it comes down to technical things, DLC is pretty much data. You're adding data to a pre-existing title. And so when we wanted to add... Bigger changes, DLC is not enough, and that's why we thought maybe a mm. sequel would be a good fit. I I want to know what the what, what are these ideas that they right. can't fit in DLC? Yeah, that's now they put out some DLC, but there was like challenge room stuff. There was the bike. There was um, there's a whole dungeon uh, associated with the bike. Gotcha. Yeah, that I never got because it, was, it seemed crazy hard to do. But right. yeah, so there were some ideas that didn't really change the format, but added more content. And so yeah. it seems like at some point they wanted to change it enough to where it's like, hey, let's just make another game here i'm excited i want to know what that is right right and hopefully they take since they're already doing something new and they're doing these new ideas hopefully they really run with that yeah i just want to see if they do go outside i i always really love in that universe the races and i feel like that one did it really cool with the bird people sure they're they're different interpretation of the gorons uh the different interpretation of zoros what other like species do they not have in that game mm. that they can really call back to yeah and do some neat stuff well there's the is it the naruto or maybe i'm thinking of a different like an anime or something but whatever um the main baddie is he comes oh. from a race of people he's from uh so you know the out in the desert that race yeah. of all women so he's the one um oh, yeah, male that's game. born every like 100 years yes. or something like that and they're totally in the game i forgot about that yeah i was thinking maybe they weren't represent represent repre- repre- well there's i don't know how much were. is known about is it the sh- whatever uh, shika is it the Sheikah? There's that tech. He has the iPod or Are the Are those the iPad? tech ones? Okay, I can never remember what uh, Sheik is. Not Sheik. Uh, who's the old lady in this one? Um, The old lady. Yeah. Not Zelda. She used to be a youngin in some of the older games. Now she's an old lady. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. My knowledge breaks down at that point. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they do kind of end this article with um, perhaps most notably Anuma was coy about whether or not there would be a co-op in Breath of the Wild 2. The sequel's reveal trailer showed Link and Zelda side by side as they explored an underground ruin, leading some to theorize co-op functionality would be added to the sequel. Though Nintendo has neither confirmed nor denied the theory. I doubt it. You think so? I, th- I think you could have potentially single-player co-op with Zelda, mm-hmm. but that would be... How would you completely redesign all these puzzles for co-op play? That'd be so much. That's true, but just going on the fact that this is a sequel, the only time in the past they've done that was with um, was with uh, Majora's Mask, and it was kind of a change up of the gameplay of co-op. Uh, no, it wasn't co-op, but it changed the added mechanics like the time you have the moon oh, falling down. Yeah, yeah. So that's my only thing that like maybe because that switched it up. Because they're doing a sequel, they feel like, okay, we got to switch it up again. And co-op could be something completely different to that franchise and only be in this title. 
Could be. They've done, uh, what is it, the Four Swords? You know, they had a whole, like, multiplayer or, like, um, right. other, you know, mechanic to it. But I don't know how popular those games were. And they even, so right. they had the initial Four Swords, and then they had to release a Four Swords where you could play it all by yourself and you controlled all of them. Oh, interesting. Okay, I do remember vaguely stuff like that. There's, like, yeah. Oracle of Ages. There's a bunch of different, like, versions of that. Yeah. yeah you're right. But so yeah, that's my only thing that maybe that could... There's some truth to that just because they're going to switch it up. Do they go as drastic as co-op? I don't know. I don't know that that's how, like, I'd certainly enjoy playing that with somebody else. But you think about the amount of hours you pour into that game. Like, are you going to find somebody that wants to pour that amount of hours, (laughs) wants to do the the same shit? Because when I play that, I'm just distracted by literally everything. Like, I just added to the list of stuff I'm going to do. Sure. And then I saw a shiny object. I'm going to go do that first. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. So I don't I don't think someone would tolerate my ADD. That's true. You spend so much time in Zelda, at least in these titles, that, yeah, that maybe you don't want to lean so heavy on, on co-op. And then, yeah, and the, there's puzzles involved, so it's not like someone could just pop in and pop out, and then the right. AI takes over because you have these puzzles you have to figure out. I don't know. I think you could have an AI. You could have like a Zelda and maybe switch back and forth between Zelda and like I think that's pretty doable. There's games like um, is it two not two brothers? Uh, the, the, there's a dev that has focused on these. We played what, what game did we play where it was two brothers? Um, oh, they weren't brothers. It was or, uh, Get Out. Yeah, Get Out. Um, where yeah, I'm you still have, mad you killed me at the end. <laughs> I was like having no no. I forget ending. what I did actually. You just shot better. Oh uh, okay okay. Like, oh yeah, because there was that standoff at the end. Yeah. yeah, like I I knew going in, I'm just like I'm gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> like I'm mentally prepared. It's going yeah. down, and you just kept hitting me, and I'm I was missing all my shots. <laughs> I went into Uno mode where I don't. Uh, it's no holds barred, and I'm just like playing. <laughs> um, no, but there's no games one will where be friends by the end of this night. <laughs> There's games where they've let one player control two people simultaneously. Uh, I forget the titles, but I know it's been done uh, pretty recently. So I may, maybe they well, can. Well, yeah, the, the Brothers game or whatever. That's it was. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I with remember, like the joysticks, you're controlling them. That was, a, that was one that uh, I remember recently they announced for like the, the Wii U version, or not the Wii U, the, the Switch version. Mm. Uh, they were going to have a co op mode. And like, I'm just like, that's wrong. And then yeah. I looked into the comment section and everyone was just like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> That kills the point of the game. Gotcha. So have you have you played it? No, I think I maybe played a demo like early on, oh. um, but uh, it's kind of rough in my mind. But. Car- carve out four hours. Yeah. Play it. Come back to me, and you can be like, "Wow, you can't make that game co-op. I see. You ruin the game." Uh, and you're talking about like just with the uh, need to communicate with the other person. In the way that you're solving the right. puzzles, where you uh, need Brothers: that. Tale of Two Sons, gotcha. I believe there either that or that's the indie game that came out at almost the exact same I think time. Right. And someone, uh, the next search on Google was uh, co-op. After that, yeah, Tale of Two Sons. Uh, yeah, you can't. Gotcha. It's really great, though. It's it's a wonderful game. It's all about. It's kind of like, did you ever play Journey? Yeah, yeah. Just so recently, like maybe within within the past like year or two. Such but. a good game. Yeah. It's really not about the ending. It's about the it's it's about the journey sure. getting to the end. That was so fucking magical with this game. So I I think you, yeah, just carve out four hours and play it. Yeah. It may honestly only be two hours. I I can't remember. For brothers. But it's it's such a magical journey. So it's pretty recently it came to Switch, um, the twenty eighth of May twenty nineteen, and that had the um, special two player cooperative mode. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard anybody talk about it, but. Maybe just kind of went under the radar. Yeah. But yeah. So we got that uh, Breath of the Wild. We'll have to wait for that sequel. More news on that. Um, with EA, there was one last thing. It's not a, It was just kind of interesting to me that it was popping up. Um, so EA CEO and other execs gave up their cash bonuses. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the 2019 or 2018, no, 2019 year was was pretty bad. Did, so in did response, did they to give them up, or did somebody make them give up? I wonder. I think these I always take these um, these announcements announcements with like this kind of like uh, not a grain of salt, but like um, a skeptic eye, where I feel like yeah. it's merged with with marketing, where it's like, hey, if we can say this thing, we can get a good graces, but also give yeah. this money away. So. Um, uh, yeah, I pulled this up. This is from GameSpot. Eddie uh, Mukic, forget his, uh, how to pronounce his name. Um, so EA CEO Andrew Wilson and a series of other high-ranking executives at the publisher declined their cash bonuses for the last for the latest financial year, which ended March 31st. Um, this was confirmed in the Securities and Exchange Commission filing dated June 21st, reported on by Game Daily. Our CEO and his staff requested that they receive no performance cash bonus awards for fiscal 2019, reads a line from the filing. The filing mentioned that Wilson and other executives declined their cash bonuses due to EA's poor financial results in fiscal year 2019. While we are disappointed with our fiscal 2019 results, we understand that the challenges we face and we will continue to focus on how we can apply the strengths of our company to capitalize on our opportunities, the statement explains. Um, yeah, so EA made $4.95 billion for fiscal 2019, which was down $5.15 billion during the previous fiscal year. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> they declined their cash bonus and are giving the money to a developer bonus pool. So hopefully somebody gets to use that. I did read uh, the so the bonus pool is like also used towards acquiring just new hires and spending money that way. But um, does that mean that this cash gets in the the devs' pockets? I highly doubt it. But yeah. hopefully it does trickle down somewhat. I I would put money on this is a PR move. Yeah, and I would think this next way. bonus round they're getting extra. Mm. So they did this to look good. Sure. Yep. I would not doubt that. Yeah. In other news, this one kind of reminded me of the same thing, but but maybe more towards the good grace side of it. So mm-hmm. Fortnite's developers are taking a two-week break. Apparently, this is an extra two-week break, and this is to uh, relieve stress on the team because they've just been pumping away so hard. Um, but uh, Polygon's Patricia Hernandez writes, tucked into a small update on Fortnite's news, news blog yesterday, developer Epic Games announced the studio will be taking a two-week break from June 24th to, ju- to July 8th. Epic's offices will be closed. In April, we reported on the specifics of Epic's apparent crunch problem when it comes to Fortnite. Mm -hmm. Some workers have voiced concerns that keeping up this pace has led to grilling hours. Uh, In response, Epic Games representatives said that the company has a mandatory two-week break. Uh, We already knew that one break was in winter, which is not usual. It's the holidays. But this year, for the first time, Epic Games will be taking a second break during the summer, too. Um, Yeah, so just... uh, uh, It's it's good news for for the devs there, but I wonder if making this... Public is also kind of like to tell everyone else, you know, maybe I mean, some boasting. I'm sure it is. I mean, I still, I always give Epic the benefit of the doubt. I really don't mm. think they're evil. Gotcha. I think th- I think their their heart's in the right place. Sure. Um, they're just also, they have to react to the fact that this, they're making the biggest game of they are. right now. Yeah. So they have to stay on top. They have to keep up with it. And, uh, but the load goes on now. The devs actually working there. So I do like um this is good news for them hopefully they keep this kind of thing going and just no they kind of handle cycling uh employees through where it's not maybe they don't have to give everyone a two-week break all the time but they can give more breaks frequently and rotate team members i mean ideally they get the hours in line so people aren't having to take breaks gotcha that would be the ideal situation right and then they just take vacations like normal human beings right (laughs) (laughs) yeah um uh, apparently there's because there's continuing uh, updates during that time period but it's like a some kind of automated up auto, automatic update and if the game does go down they did say that they have um, measures in place where somebody can show up and like you know with a wrench and fix it online but right yeah. yeah you have to i'm always mm-hmm. very surprised with this though so you play fortnite a little bit yeah i jump in every once in a while 
are these changes that they're making on a regular basis like so sweeping and nuts that it they are really yeah. it they are they are um so they'll add a bunch of different ways to traverse the world so they'll they'll not new yeah, places but ball. yeah the ball was a big deal they added these weird like vortex tunnels that you can uh, move around the world they'll like reset parts of the map like say this is big there's a big area that's well known called um it's like a tilted crater uh possibly <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it but uh tilted towers tilted and so towers, they right. they didn't like completely remove it but they made this like neo um futuristic world instead of in place of it um so they've just done like that they keep really updating stuff adding new ways to traverse they have like there's a grappling hook they added not that long ago hmm. um planes were in there then they removed planes so i mean they're adding a bunch of stuff to it um, I think they are they're in this weird spot where the the main um, player base is young kids and they have the attention span of like negative two seconds. So you have to keep switching things up, which yeah. they are. But yeah, no, they are actually, you know, really changing stuff with that game. Okay. Yeah. And they keep making new deals with, you know, say with Jordan, they had these shoes you could you could get in the in the game. Uh, they were like Air Jordans. Uh, that was like two weeks ago. They had the John Wick stuff. They have the Marvel stuff like they're always uh, creating things. I'd be curious about how much work went into the live marshmallow concert. Cause as far as oh, like yeah. weird things, your boss can ask you to put into the game. <laughs> that seems like I would be like, you're going to make us do what? Right. Right. No, that's a dumb one off thing. We can't <laughs> reuse any of this ever again. No. Why are you making us do this? Yeah, you're right. I wonder what's the benefit to that. Of course it brings you back into the public eye. But um, maybe it shows that, hey, if you're not always playing this, you're going to miss out on stuff like that. Maybe that's yeah. their whole, like, their approach with that. Because there was yeah. Weezer did one, too, apparently, did which they? I didn't hear them talk oh, much okay. about. But, yeah. I know. I, I knew it was kind of neat that I think with some of the events, the fact that they happen in real time. So, like, sure. I think there was a meteor or something that streaked across the sky. Yep. And so if you were playing at that moment, you could see it. Like, yeah. the technology to do that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's true. I don't think enough credit for that. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes this like just this live, you know, function to this game. Other games are doing that too. Um, uh, I know that Apex started introducing something new. Was it last week? These dragons that started uh, appearing, and you could like shoot them down. They would take your, uh, I, you know, there's I play Apex very little, but you drop down these, um, these. Uh, I don't know if you call them in or you earn them, but they're boxes full of stuff, right? Full of loot and whatnot. Oh, okay. They're not loot boxes, but they're boxes that well, fall they, out of the they, sky. I know they have these little like rocket. Uh, I forget what they're called, but it's like a rocket pod that drops, and it has like three high level things sure. in it. Um, but that's one character that can do that. So I uh, assume okay. maybe it was something else that this would yeah be something else that other people would have. So you call that down the, yeah. the dragon. The dragons would grab it, but you can also attack them. But I think they're just like slowly introducing the fact that there's going to be this kind of change in the game with these dragons. So they're, they're not, they only like pop up every once in a while. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's so weird how distant this game is really feeling from Titanfall. Mm, yeah, for sure. Do you think we'll ever see another Titanfall? I don't know. I, I do really need to play Titanfall two though. Cause I know so many people are like, we're upset when they're like, are you, you guys aren't making? Cause two sure. is like, I mean, people talked about two, like it was like Half-Life two level of quality. You know, you're, you're right. Uh, and I never took it seriously enough to really play it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have it and I played the intro and a little bit of the first part of it, but um, apparently the story's really good and that's them fully doing the story, which they skipped on the first one. Yeah. And the, I know the gunplay was always super tight. Like it reminded me and there are X call of duty devs that, that went to respawn. So it, like, it feels like that, the, the guns yeah. feel really um, just well thought out. The gunplay is really awesome, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping they, they spend some time, you know, working on that again. But yeah. with Apex doing so well, or seem seemingly doing so well, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, well, let's see what else we got, Gavin. I pulled up this um, uh, article about uh, Sony. So they've patented another way to reduce loading times. So I wanted to throw this into your brain and Ooh. see what you poop out of it because I don't understand much about it. But IGN, uh, Matt Perslow writes, Sony has patented a new technology technology that will help remove loading screens from games that use it. The patent titled System and Method for Dynamically Loading Game Software for Smooth Gameplay describes a technic technology that loads in data in advance to in order to prevent load screens. The patent explains that the system can monitor the player's character and use this information to load in new areas in preparation as a player approaches them. A load boundary associated with the game environment is identified. A position of the character in the game environment is then monitored. Instructions corresponding to another game environment are loaded into memory when the character crosses the load boundary, such as, uh, such as that game is not interrupted. Um, yeah, so they go into detail. But this seems like what uh, games already do. Yeah. So how do they patent That's built this? into the Unreal Engine. Gotcha, gotcha. So how do they? what are they patenting here? Because that seems like a normal thing that games already uh, are actively doing. I don't know that they're going to get that patent. Mm. The only thing I, I can possibly think of is somehow, and I don't know how they do it, yeah. Somehow that's hardware accelerated. Gotcha. Um, oh, rather than requiring the engine, I guess to do yeah, it'd be like yeah, less of a strain on the engine, and somehow that's integrated into the actual chips. Mm. I don't, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have their whole SSD thing that they're really focusing on. Yeah. So this is kind of playing to that with, but then the, does that kind of force developers to then work with this tech because they're not. Using the loading to their advantage that they're used to, they're, they're Sony's making them like kind of shove stuff in the right order. Yeah, them. It, it could be a legitimate pain in the ass, especially if you think about the fact that you have to code it to work with both the PS5 and the Xbox. Sure. Uh, what what was it? Jennifer. <laughs> Scarlet. Project Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah, the Xbox Scarlet. <laughs> it's it really sucked to have to program two completely yep. different load times. Um, but I, I don't know. Hopefully they can make this stuff work because like. I absolutely adored with the Outer Worlds the fact that there's no load time. Well, aside from when you start, yeah, yeah, each, each and this run. doesn't this doesn't remove that either. But yeah, yeah, it's absolutely magical to just jump in your ship and hop back out and keep all that stuff going. So if they can, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this has been done. I don't know how wh what's to copyright here, and yeah. and for that matter, are they going to try and use that copyright? to stop Microsoft from doing it? Because that'd be a real dick move. See, and I don't think now in the world we live in, w with them making that deal to work together in the future, I feel like that's less likely now, right. but, which is why they would they file a patent in the first place. I don't know. That's the shitty thing. So uh, the, the really nice thing in the software uh, community has been that it's a very sharing community. Gotcha. So like... You know, when, when Guerrilla Games uh, came out with real-time uh, deferred lighting, which allowed people to go from, like, five lights in a scene at any given point to hundreds of lights in a scene, mm. they didn't patent that shit. Even gotcha. though technically it kind of been patented by, like, the film industry because it had been done, like, many, oh, okay. many years ago, and they just finally made it, uh, found a way to make it work real-time. Yeah. Um, they didn't patent it. They went to GDC, and they told people how they did it. That's awesome. We were doing it like that game came out and within two months, my buddies at DigiPen were doing it. Oh, really? Because they gave detailed instructions. Whoa, the okay. video game community has always been really good at sharing techniques and helping everyone improve. So when people do stuff like this, it's shitty for everyone. Yeah. And can cause like legitimate, like you look at, uh, what, what was that company? Like not Atari, but uh, I think it was Namco that okay, Bandai uh, patented uh, mini games during load screens. Oh. So we could have had that for like 
almost like 15, 20 years. Interesting. That because they held that patent, nobody could put a mini game during a load time. So we could have like honestly had a way funner gaming yeah. experience for years and years and years, but they're just being shitty. That's crazy. You can because it seems vague, but the, the fact that you can patent that in the first place is yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. I mean, and and software patents like the law built around this stuff is not good. Gotcha. It's really nebulous and shitty and hard to defend. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, I just hope they don't get it. Right. And Which, they do patent stuff or um, file for patents all the time. Mm-hmm. Do they get it or do they even use it? I don't know. But yeah. uh, it does seem like a weird, uh, weird move for them. Yeah. I don't know how they'd be able to defend that when this has been around for yeah. a long time. Unless they're trying to create this tech as a way to not uh, as a boundary for developers, but uh, like as a tool, like, hey, whether your software, whether your engine does this or not, we have this thing yeah. built in that can do it. Hopefully it's that. But um, you're right, because you have with third party uh, developers, they have to make sure it works here, but then not on Xbox Scarlet. But then what about also a lot of these games are working between, you know, the PS4, PS4 Pro, and then also the next PS5 or the next PlayStation. So it has the all these different little categories. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's one thing making me think, OK, maybe this isn't as bad as we're possibly thinking it's going to be. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a solid state hard drive. That's already that, going to be fast. That's a big enough game changer. Yeah, you right. have a solid-state hard drive. You can already have this technology in your game. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what the benefit is here. It's a weird uh, weird flex, as the kids say. So uh, <laughs> I did Weird find flex, that. but okay. As we're talking about uh, Sony and then Microsoft, so there was some uh, details, kind of somewhat details, on that whole um, joining venture between Xbox and PlayStation. So they talked, uh, Phil Spencer talked more about um, just what they plan with that partnership. So um, he was speaking to Kotaku. This was uh, after E3 2019. Um, so this is uh, Jason Schreier of, of Kotaku. Elaborating, elaborating on the Sony slash Microsoft partnership. We should start, just so we're clear. So this is uh, Phil Spencer. We should start, just so we're clear. This is a memorandum of understanding. It's the beginning of the kind of conversation. Sony and Azure looking at the future of cloud gaming. We look at what you're going to need in order to be a future gaming platform. Content, community, and and cloud are the things that we focus on. And there are only a couple of companies on the planet that really have a global cloud that can reach gamers everywhere. Uh, Today would be us. Not everywhere. That's a gotcha. That's a huge fucking stretch right there. Well, so yeah, and he's uh, he's saying today would be us and Amazon in terms of the scale, but also Google's building their cloud. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to have them. not really reveal what they're planning, but just kind of talk about their strategy. So he also goes on this. So I think when you're another gaming company and you're looking for who you're going to partner with, you could either go and invest tens of billions billions of dollars in trying to catch up, or you can figure out who your partners are. And the nice thing for us is you can focus on Sony. You can focus on a lot of companies. Yeah. Yeah. He does say something too, which uh, plays into what you brought up. This is a couple weeks ago before E3, we're kind of theorizing what they're going to do and how maybe they're moving towards software focus rather than hardware. Um, so in these interviews, he does oh. explain that um, their focus is software. You don't really make money on the hardware. Their no. goal is to really sell these, the, uh, sell the software titles and keep players playing on their game or playing their games, playing their software. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I just thought that was kind of revealing that they are gearing towards that. Who knows what that shows for the future, but they're thinking about just focusing on software. I, I think we've, we've already seen what it shows for the future. They're just buying up companies left and right. Mm. And I think... Um, the neat thing about that too is when you look at that and the uh, quality of developers uh, that they've made first party, the amount of freedom these par- these really talented developers have. I don't. It it take like they have a two year head start on Sony and Microsoft pulling that shit. Sure. Nintendo's not going to pull that shit. 
Um, but Sony could, but they'd have to. Microsoft's poured so much money into this. Yeah, that it'd take at least two years to catch up. And honestly, Microsoft has so much money; it'd probably take longer. That's true. They have deep pockets, and yeah, they are because they're up against a fence, so to speak. They're willing to spend more money, acquire yeah. people out of out of uh, out of the blue, and then give them the space too to create something unique. Um, but uh, yeah, and Sony does have their their different studios, but they also haven't acquired any new studios right. in recent memory too. So really, Microsoft's the ones doing that. And Nintendo, I feel like they don't require people very often. They'll work no. with people. Yeah, they'll work with people, yeah. but like. And that's the thing too. Like Microsoft's going to be heavily rewarded for this. I want to. Yep. I want to reward them for this. I want to pay them money for this. And honestly, I want ninety percent of those games that you know are being made first party now. Yeah. Like it's. And with them doing the whole um, uh, subscription, you know, service with the Xbox Live stuff, that it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. But um, yeah. Which I should definitely get. <laughs> yes. Um, Gavin. Uh, so last week, I think after we uh, recorded. There was this kind of bogus um, image that I, you know, pray to the gods was real, um, but it's this uh, bogus like uh, picture of a, a potential Switch Mini that yeah. circulated around the internet. It was from this Chinese marketer, so they were really um, kind of showcasing their case for this potential Switch Mini, and that's what made the the news rounds is that they just they put it out. But uh, you know, al- outlets were thinking, okay, is this legit? Because oftentimes things will get leaked because of like. Um, cases or you know covers that kind of thing as other third parties come together yeah but um, apparently that wasn't real so um, shocker I mean the buttons were too small the sticks were too small in this thing like Mm. it wouldn't be comfortable to play and I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable to play like Nintendo well, hasn't been known for making the most comfortable controllers sure. in the world. The Switch in general kind of cramps my hands when I'm trying it to like play like a first-person game on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull up the that, that kind of rumored image. Yeah. But uh, I do think it reminds me of like a, a bigger Vita, you know, which I liked how yeah. the Vita, uh, how it felt in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I pulled up so the, the details on that. So this is from IGN. Tom Marks writes, uh, Nintendo Switch mini cases are on sale, but they don't confirm new Switch is real. So last week, Chinese online uh, retailer. So you can buy them. It's not <laughs> guaranteed it's going to fit a Switch Mini. <laughs> right, right. We should we should just start doing that now. We'll sell some uh, iPhone <laughs> cases because that's what it looked like. It looked like an iPhone case sure. or like an Android case. Yeah, as long as you guarantee, hey, it might not. It'll work the Switch Mini, but if that doesn't exist, then it never has to link up with anything. Yeah. It's called the Switch Mini 3. It's like that never comes out, so you, you, you can't really dispute it. Um, but so last week, Chinese online retailer Hansen started listing cases, screen protectors, and other accessories for a system called the, 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 the Nintendo the Switch Mini. Work. As as I'm sure because it's like a to cut, a, cut right. it down. It's like a basic rectangle. So yeah, it'd be funny if it were actually too small. So you're, <laughs> you're protecting the middle of the screen. I always forget yeah. that my Switch has a touch screen. Yeah, I don't think I ever really use it for anything. Um, I use it when I'm on the store. Oh really? That's yeah. a good idea. Just using the keyboards a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, so they go into detail. It turns out that the that while these products may eventually be a real uh, be real and purchasable, the Switch Mini product shot shots shown on the Hansen site are the most certainly not. I'm I'm really failing this article here. Wait, they uh, said while this product may eventually be real. Yeah, the at least that's not really. Linked wow, to that's a, that's normally they just say no, they will not comment on rumors and speculation. And this is dealing with Hansen anyway, not not with Nintendo. Um, oh, yeah. So oh, Hansen okay. is that manufacturer in, in gotcha. China. Um, so they actually talked to them. So a representative of Hansen described the Switch Mini as a long-awaited machine to IGN over email after we inquired about the products, but it made it clear that the retailer can't represent Nintendo and tell all when their new machines will release to market. 
Um, yeah, that said, while Hansen explained that products like this are based on its R&D and design teams tracking the latest developments in the game industry, it also told us that Hansen has its own unique insights. That could mean Hansen has heard its own information within the industry about a new Switch coming, or it could just mean it's saying that it, it brings something unique to the table when it designs, as is the trouble with rough translations. Um, so yeah, it's saying like, hey, we just kind of theorize what this would look like and start, maybe they're just looking for pre-orders before this thing actually comes out, but it seems weird to design something if they've in fact designed it to be around something that's not really uh, legit yet, you know, right. or they know something, but it seems like they I don't. I don't think they know anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're capitalizing here. Nintendo's sure. gotten really good at being tight-lipped. It seems um, like it, yeah. So, I don't... I think this thing is real. Yeah. But but it, it's just not this. And it will, right. it will be something, because they've always, you know, reiterated, they've always uh, released new stuff based on the old hardware, like they've stripped things down. So, yeah. Yeah. It will come out. I just don't know what it will be, what it'll look like. Yeah. I, th- I think, honestly, the question is, will we get a beeped up switch? Yeah, that one's interesting because they released. Yeah, we don't know. Right. And they also released mid kind of console. Like they weren't like mark for mark with PS4 or Xbox. They were like halfway through. So it yeah. seems weird. Do they want to try and because they are porting these like graphic heavy games, say like um, uh, not Heavenly Sword, but um, um, Doom um, Doom or that Blade game, um, Sensa Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, Demon Blade, Hellblade, Hellblade. There we go. There we so go. they're they're Hellblade? porting these PC games that are I think it's Hellblade, yeah, that are super Isn't graphics Hellblade heavy. Hellblade, the female version of God of War. No, you thinking of Heavenly Sword? Oh, yeah, which is the same death apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, so yeah, they're they're porting these games that are graphic heavy. They're PC games. Um, yet it's still trying to function on this old outdated hardware. So maybe they do actually go for this like high end version of Switch that can handle these PC ports. Maybe, but then you're gonna split your audience, which they've done. That's true. I don't know, but the Switch Mini makes three thousand percent sense. Right. The only the only argument I've seen from a lot of people, and it does make sense, is like if you make it so you can't discontinue uh, or disconnect the uh, controllers, it's no longer a Switch. Yeah, you that's where it's gonna get weird. You can't do the thing. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how how are people gonna feel about that? Like, do you now just put it in the dock and then you use a separate controller? What they could do is kind of reduce the price or have more secondary options as far as like those little, the actual um, switch uh, controllers. Yeah. Because you can still link those controllers to a docked switch or just to a switch in general. So yeah, you have your switch mini that doesn't have detachable controllers, Joy-Cons, but you have Joy-Cons around the house or you buy them. Maybe maybe they make a cheaper version. So you just link them and still play like Just Dance or whatever. That'd be kind of weird because they're not cheap. Yeah, they're like 60, 70 bucks still. Yeah. Um, I like this. Maybe they do a smaller or a, like a stripped down version that ha- doesn't have the the rumble the, or the, uh, is it the HD um, yeah, rumble? Yeah, HD rumble. Yeah. Which I still don't know what that is. Although means. for parents, good luck trying to figure out all this stuff where right. you're disconnected and you're trying to figure out. I got to buy a special Joy-Con for my Switch, which is older, or for the kids mini switch yeah. yeah i mean that kind of that'll kind of suck too like when you got christmas rolling around they're like which switch do i buy like if you do legitimately want like i would prefer of the two i would prefer a full-size switch yeah because then you have both options right give them the current state sure that's another interesting point so do they skip this holiday season or do they announce this thing within this summer fall window there there's no way it's coming out this holiday season mm. but then they then they wait a year because you want to release this new hardware imagine close to that holiday season although the switch didn't launch holiday season it was like first quarter it was like february march ish yeah i know it was it was off it was still you know heading towards holiday season but um so yeah when when did they actually uh release this thing is uh 
Yeah, because I guess they would have to already get on board and start announcing stuff if it was if it was going to be holiday season. Right. Uh, March seventeenth. So yeah, it was Q one or what beginning in Q two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. It'd be interesting too with the Switch Mini. So I found Breath of the Wild harder to play uh, in handheld mode because it really shrunk down uh, the GUI. So I'd be curious to see like our oh, okay. our developers gonna have to design their the user interfaces a little bit smarter so they kind of increase in size a little bit when you're playing on a mini sure um that's true yeah because it is kind of it's already so small and like usually what 720p when it's handheld so like you can't even you can hardly see the heat gauge playing breath of the wild when you're in handheld. oh yeah that's true i played a lot of uh, breath of the wild uh, docked actually yeah um i have been playing more doom um with the mini, you know, or with the switch just on its own. Yeah. And it's rough, man. It's hard for it to like, to, to keep oh, going. Really? Just like everything takes a dip, the textures, like the actual particles. But, yeah. um, which is weird because like the resolution is lowered. So you'd think like, yeah. I knew a lot of people, uh, myself included that would play, uh, when you're in playing breath of the wild, you go into the lost woods and like, it just make that game chug. It does. Yeah, so yeah. I'd put it into handheld mode that lowers the, the resolution. Oh, interesting. And it wasn't as bad. Gotcha. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. So I don't know. But the the other thing with being in handheld mode is uh, when it's docked, um, power is a little bit more guaranteed. And when you're doing stuff really GPU and CPU intensive, that does legitimately require more power. Gotcha. So in, in order to not drain the battery in two seconds, they're... You that dedicated power source for that. Yeah, scaling back a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Gavin, let's see what it comes out this week. So last week was Cadence of Hyrule. I know that was a big release. Um we have uh, Super Mario Maker coming out at the end of the week, June 28th. It's going to be hot shit. <laughs> People are going to go nuts. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Did you play Crash Team Racing or have any callback to that? when it Because it just the remake released um, this week as well, or last week, sorry. End of the oh, week. really? Yeah, so on June 21st, which was, was last Is it doing pretty good? Friday. Uh, as far as sales go, I'm not sure. I know it was reviewed really well. I think the world could use more kart racers, honestly. I think so. I mean, it's a cool genre. Cause I don't I don't like racing games, but car racers are kind of fun. Sure, Diddy Kong Racing was great. Mario Kart's fun. Yeah, even though I suck at the new one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling up the Metacritic oh right now, but um, it did release and it seemed to just as I was kind of scanning through, um, people seem to be talking pretty highly of it. But um, yeah, came out last week. We got um, Super Mario Super Mario Maker coming out this week. Uh, Heavy Rain is has a PC port to it. So Ooh. I don't know. If, did you ever play Heavy Rain? No, never had a... Well, I didn't have a PS3 until like yeah. super late. That was one of the games that made me buy a PS3. Was I, I loved uh, playing... Um, uh, oh, the, the Indigo last, Prophecy? Yeah, Indigo Prophecy. Well, I played the demo over and over again on Xbox. I never played the full game. I know it gets right. bonkers towards the end. But uh, so I was it always this was always on my radar. So I finally got a PS3 for this game. And I thought it was really dope. I played it. Um, I never replayed it, but um, it's really cool. I'm just a sucker for that that whole like that that studio, but also that type of game. Um, but uh, there was also Detroit Become Human was that same same dev. That seemed like it went a little bit more bonkers with how your choices affect. Yeah, that was really them offering a bunch of branching. Um, that's also a game you should play. Yeah. I think so. Since they separated from, they haven't separated from Sony, but they've made some kind of deal where now they're able to release their games on PC. Hmm. So um, I think there's a Detroit port coming down the line for PC as well. And this is one of the first ones they're doing. I don't know that my PC 
PC can handle that. I'd like to play it's it. It's a pretty, yeah, like high-fidelity game. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. Yep. But, yeah, and uh, that's really it for June. That's uh, of note. Octopath Traveler coming to PC. Uh, a June. Actually, it came out already. June 7th. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hear it's an absolute grind fest at the end gotcha. that will make you quit. So. <laughs> it's on the box that's their tagline yeah i don't i don't feel the need to uh, pay money for that gotcha. like, yeah that's fair this is void pass so i should play more of that yeah we need i need to get back in that too it's right, it's just kind of rough because it, it didn't really to me it wasn't that fun there was a little bit of like i'm expecting to kind of get more into like a flow but i never got that where i was you know yeah where i was having fun playing it but i wasn't not having fun it was just like there was something some kind of barrier for me yeah but um, yeah, so that's it, Gavin. We cool. can end it there for the week. Where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Drunk Devs. Awesome. And I'm Fonzie Pants on Twitter, and we're Plastic Heart Pod on Twitter as well. Alrighty, everyone. We'll see you later. Bye bye.